and subscribe to our YouTube page. We come to lift up the name of Jesus. Is that all right? Put your hands together like this. Yeah. We come to lift our hands and magnify him. We've come to lift our hands and give him praise, everybody. We've come to lift our hands and give him glory. Come, we've come. Worship 
gets him to where you are. Anybody need Jesus today? Anybody thirsting after Jesus today? Anybody want more of Jesus today? We want Jesus to show up in our situation. So we've got to be open to him. Hallelujah. Give me you. Everything else can wait. Just give me you. I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Just give me you. Everything else can wait. Just give me you. I hope I'm not too late. Help me sing, give me you. Everything else can wait. Lord, give me you. I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you.
You can have all the fame and fortune. I just want you to know my name, God. And I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. Good morning, good morning. My name is Herbert Dixon, and standing with me is Deacon Brian McClinton, and we represent the Governmental Affairs Committee. And we stand before you to encourage you to vote on November the 13th. The primary election is on November the 13th, and on the ballot are four constitutional amendments. One constitutional amendment deals with sales tax, and we all pay sales tax. Another constitutional amendment deals with uh, Levy boards. Levy boards, as you know, are charged with protecting us from floods. Another constitutional amendment, and all of us can relate to this, deals with state income taxes. And that constitutional amendment also reflects on federal taxes. And the last constitutional amendment gives the legislature additional authority to balance the state budget. We encourage you strongly to vote on November the 13th, and Brother McClinton has some additional. Thank you. Good morning, Zion Hill. I'm Deacon McClendon, and I'm here to elaborate further on uh, a meeting that we're going to have Thursday the 21st. It is open to the public, and in that meeting, we will have a representative for each one of the amendments, and they're going to uh, be at uh, the movie theater at 6 o'clock, and uh, each one of the amendments, they are going to uh, talk about it in depth. So you can ask all the questions that you need to ask. I know a lot of time we go and we go to vote and we just see amendments and we vote yes, all yes, no, all no. But this time you actually could sit in there and ask your questions and they can explain it thoroughly. It is open to the public. It's Thursday at six o'clock. Hope to see everyone there. Praise the Lord. I thank you, Honorable Dixon. Amen. I see there's a big one. That's from the pastor. Yes, indeed. Uh, please do mark your calendar on Thursday. Be sure that you make yourself available at that meeting in the movie theater for two reasons. Number one, obviously, is knowledge. Um, you'd be amazed what, what difference we can make if we have a good understanding of what is going on. I don't mind admitting to you, I mean, I have four degrees, but many times I go into those footing booths I have no clue, and I'm saying this on television, and it's, it's a dangerous thing to be ignorant 
So please make yourself available. They are bringing people here to explain to us. They're not going to tell you who to vote for. They're going to explain to you what this means, what that means. Honestly, I wish somebody would do that for me. So the second reason why I want you to be this because numbers talk. Never, never forget that. Uh, the name of Zion Hill in the community is big. So big that some of you who are members don't even know what you got. In fact, to be honest with you, you don't have know what you got in your own pastor. But that's all right. But Forget the pastor. The church name is very important. So you have to be in attendance. If you tell people you're all this, and then they come from east and west, some of them come from New Orleans, Shreveport, and they come in and they know nobody in the house. Now they know you lying. And I don't want to be a liar. And also, you lose respect. A loss of respect can affect not just you, but your children's children. So some things you go to just to make a point. If they come to that movie theater and the place is packed out, just walk with me now. Let's suppose after they're gone, some of them are elected or whatever they, who they are. I don't know who they're bringing in. That's not my job. But if one of us get in trouble and I pick the phone and say, remember, the church called Zion Hill, guess what they do? I'm just being honest with you. This is not for me. I say with utmost humility, I've crossed the bridge. But we have our own people that need jobs from time to time, that needs to be get out of jail. I mean, these are reality. And whether they're going to pick your phone or listen to you depends on who is behind you. Numbers matter. So Thursday, thank you. Those of you who are involved in that ministry, bring people in. We want to know. We want to know what we are voting for. Tell us what amendment one, two, or I don't know how many of them they got. I get so busy, I don't have time keeping up with amendment. But now, when you know better, you do better. So I repent of every amendment I voted for, not knowing what I voted for. But now to whom much is given, much is required. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. Don't forget our fall fest. October 31st from 5 to 8 p.m. Amen. We want to welcome all of our guests. Thank you for joining us this morning. And please... Remember how we plan to do our fall fest on October 31st. We call it 
truck and treat or treat and truck or whatever. Just come in your car. Does anybody know what we're talking about? All right. Praise God. If you don't have a trunk, just bring one anyway. <laughs> Some cars don't have trunk, is it? Oh, every automobile got trunk? Well, praise God. So let's come out and have fun. That's what it's all about. We are creating an alternative. Because the devil usually take over all the street on Halloween day. But we got, we got news for him. Amen. All minds clear? Thank you, all of you who are doing the work of the ministry here. We appreciate you. We are grateful, grateful, grateful. Before the choir sing, please let's try to pray over this all. Amen. Uh, if you have your oil here, come pick it up. I want it to be in your hand. There's nothing about this. This is just carpet. And while we're doing that, uh, all the ministers, if you can, come up on the stage with me. Amen. Sorry to, to bother your... Um, and try your best not to take something that don't belong to you. <laughs> I make sure mine is a big one, so you can miss it. <laughs> Probably the biggest, but... <laughs> All ministers, please come, come up here. Praise the Lord. Look at all these preachers. It's good to be blessed. Amen. You're going to pray with me and you're going to spread your, your hands towards the people of God there. We even have a grandbaby. I know I'm blessed. Amen. Uh, please stand if you can, wherever you are. Uh, please remember, I've tried to remind all of you that the oil by itself is just oil. So what makes the difference is what we're about to do. Amen. And so what we're doing is two things I want you all to do. I want you to believe God with me. So and number two, I want to be in agreement with your pastor. The Bible says two or more shall agree concerning anything. It shall be done of our Father which is in heaven. Well, praise the Lord. We have more than two up in here. <laughs> we got preachers, we got deacons, deaconesses, we got God's people. So there's plenty of people here to agree. So that's what I need from you. Please remember the first use of oil 
is used to light menorah in the church. There's some fire. God told the preacher, man, your number one job is to keep the fire burning in the house of God. You know? Many of you don't know that. You want the preacher to come to your barbecue. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, there's fire in the house. So don't let that fire go out. So we burn all to keep the menorah going. Secondly, the second use of the oil is really for medicine. And so we want to use that. Believe it or not, the third use of oil in the Bible is to make soap for cleansing. I don't know about you, there are things in my life that needs to be clean. And no shame in my game. You tell the truth, you shame the devil. So when we pray, an ordinary all become consecrated. Mm-hmm. It becomes holy. By the way, in case you don't know the devil, some of us have had to deal with him. Unfortunately, the devil only mess with something that is unholy. Every time you see the devil attack your body, we make room. Mm-hmm. When you keep that temple holy, <laughs> homeboy cannot mess with you. So, he will pass over you. So, we'll consecrate that all it becomes holy it becomes set apart and then you go and apply it so everybody understand what we're doing so it's no Baptist religion or Methodist or Catholic all these smart Catholic people alright so the word of God says any sick among you that's Pastor James James chapter 5, verse 14. I was reading that scripture one day. I put my name. <laughs> I put, I said, yes, I know one. <laughs> I put my name there. <laughs> I wrote it in pencil. When I got healed, then I, I removed my name. Is any sick among you? Let them call the elders of the church. Let the elders pray. Let them anoint that person with oil. He said, and a prayer of faith will save the sick. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting already. <laughs> Has nothing to do with what the sick have to do. Has everything to do with the anointing of all. So touch that thing if, if you are like my wife here is too big. You can't lift it up. Just, just, just touch. If, if it's small enough, lift it up unto God. And let's pray. Thank you, Father. Bless your holy name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. 
will present to you every one of these buttons of oil. Lord, we know in order to be oil, it has to be crushed. And Lord, we know you are crushed. You are walked upon. You are mistreated. And out of it come our redemption. Father, we consecrate every one of these all for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, wherever it is applied, let every darkness turn into light. Hallelujah. Thank you. Wherever this oil is applied, every sickness turn into health. Hallelujah. Wherever this oil is applied in the name of Jesus, every failure turns into success. Lord, we decree and declare, let this oil become anointed. Let this all become consecrated. Father, I thank you through this all restoration, restoration, restoration of our health, restoration of our, of our finances, restoration, whatever is missing. Make it right. We thank you for it. Ha, thank you. In the precious name of Jesus. By faith, we decree and declare anything that this oil will touch. Wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. It is so. In Jesus' name. And the people of God say, Amen. God bless you. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I need every help. Choir, will you please sing for us? I know you are concerned. Amen. Please, sir. You're going to sing for us? <laughs> I thank God for you. The choir is coming.
Thank you, thank you, choir. We appreciate you. And welcome to those of you who are live streaming with us. Whether you're local or national or international, we bless you in Jesus' name. Please stand with me in reference to the word of God. I see some folks are here with Mama Johnson. We welcome every one of you in Jesus' name. We love you. I, I can't wait to meet all of you. I'll come and hang out with you after church. Amen. We love all of our guests. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Open your Bible to the book of John, chapter 11, verse 22. St. John, chapter 11, verse 22. Thank you, musicians and choir members. My heart is fixed. My mind is made up. I am sold out. Good God Almighty. Amen. The book is John, chapter 11, verse 22. The Bible says, but I know that even now, whatsoever that we ask of God, God will give it to you. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass withereth. Flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Holy Spirit, help our hearing today. Grant us understanding of your word. We need comprehension. You said it, we believe it. In all of our getting, we must get understanding. Father, help our unbelief today. We present to you every question in the house. Lord, provide for us answers. We present to you the souls of the unsaved. Lord, minister to our spirit man today. Have your way in this house. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, The Power of His Resurrection. The Power of Jesus' 
resurrection. The passage I just read to you is familiar. But out of it, we're going to learn something special. What is resurrection? Ladies and gentlemen, resurrection is simply where you see something dead. And then that something comes back to life. There is a power that will cause that which is dead to come back to life. Am I right about it? The Bible is full of examples of people who were once dead and they came back to life. I'm sure you know many of them, but the one that everybody should remember is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was crucified. And then on the third day, he got up from the grave. Am I right about it? And of course, you know about Lazarus. He's a brother like you and me. He was dead. But again, he got up from the grave. Because Lazarus is just like you and me, an ordinary brother. I want to use him as a case study today. The last time I was in Israel, I woke up, Brother Harrell Davis. I said, get me a taxi cab. He said, where are we going? I said, I want to go to see the grave of Lazarus. Mr. Ariel Davis looked at me and said, Pastor, I have no idea where it is. I said, I know that. But you got money. <laughs> so he said, I'll be right back. I gave you his name so that you know where I'm coming from. And sure enough, he came back. He said, Pastor, I'm sorry. They said, where Lazarus was buried is far away from here. It's not even in Israel. It's in the area for the Palestina. I said, well, I don't care where it is. I want to check today to see whether the Bible is lying. So you got to get me there. And sure enough, Mr. Davis, I don't know how much he paid the people. And he said, it's done. He said, it's all yours. You and your wife are covered. I said, not so far, Suze. I said, you going too. So if something happened to me, then you'll be another victim. He said, well, I'm not a preacher. I said, I didn't ask you to be a preacher. So all three of us went. And sure enough, it was in another side of the area there. We traveled for miles and miles. And we got there, 
They say you're going to go inside. And my wife remembered that. I said, Ariel Davis, you go first. <laughs> See, because it's smart. <laughs> it was obvious that all of us were scared. I'm not going to lie, I was scared too. So I sent Harrell Davis first. Amen. And bless God, he went down with him with this total stranger. And then I went. And I noticed that the word of God is true. I cried and I thank God. It's one thing to be preaching something. But when you see with your own naked eyes, something will change in your life. The Bible says it was in a small town called Bethany. In that small town, there were three people that lived there that you need to remember for today's purpose. Mary was there. Am I right about it? Martha was there. And Lazarus was there. Am I still in the book? The Bible said these three were friends of Jesus. Jesus would go there from time to time to hang out. And the Bible also said Jesus loved Lazarus. But one day when Jesus was gone preaching, Lazarus got sick. Am I right about it? Am I still in the book? So they sent for Jesus. I can stop there and preach because if you ever get sick, send for Jesus. I know you want to tell your best of friends. I know you want to tell your baby daddy. But if I were you, I'll send for Jesus. I'm trying to help somebody. In that same chapter, John chapter 11, verse 3, the Bible said, they sent message to Jesus. They told him, sir, the one that you loved is now sick. Will you please come and help us out? Jesus responded to say, I'll be there. I'm coming. The first lesson that you need to pick from this passage is that even though Jesus loves you, and this you know, you can still get in trouble. Lazarus, whom Jesus loved, is now sick. So don't think just because you're a Christian, then you're free from the trials of this world. But let me take you another step in our understanding. 
Do troubles have those people that Jesus loved? And the answer is no. In all you're getting, get understanding. Say, for example, as I'm standing here now, I have this suit on me. But this suit don't have me. Many of you fall apart when sickness comes, but you don't know or you forget to realize it rains on the just and the unjust. I can have pain in my body, but pain would never have me. Are you still here? Apostle Paul was in prison, but prison never had him. That's why he can write in Philippians 4 and 4, he said, rejoice in the Lord, always. And again, that's right, <laughs> I say rejoice. That don't sound like somebody miserable in jail. He was right in the jail. He was in prison, but the prison was not in him. In one scripture, he and another buddy, Silas, Paul and Silas, they were locked up again in Philippian jail. But at midnight, The Bible says they started praying and they started singing and a miracle happened. I'm trying to suggest to you, my message to you is that don't let whatever you have have you. Whether it's your eye that is not blurry, whether it's your limb that don't work right, Whatever the devil is trying to send your way, don't receive it. Don't let cancer have you. Don't let depression have you. Heart attack, headache. It don't matter whether anybody call you on the job. They were not on the phone when God made you. Are you still here? Jesus said, I'll be there. First day, Jesus was no show. Second day, Jesus was no show. Am I still in the book? The Bible said Lazarus died. I can stop them preach. Yesterday I was ministering to some family here. One of the bishops, he said, you're a true man of God. I said, what did I do this time? He said, you made it so simple that everybody could understand it. I talked about death with a smile. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, Lazarus died. Jesus called him friend. Lazarus and his sisters, they used to hang out with Jesus. 
They used to cook for him. He used to sleep in their bed. They told Jesus, this is an emergency. They sent for him. And he was no sure. Just think about it. How will you feel when Jesus finally showed up? After your brother is dead, after the dismissal, the barrier, and now it's time for repass, and the Negro show up. Will you shake his hand? Will you even talk to him? If the truth be told, there is a feeling of letdown. There is a feeling of disappointment. I can stop there and have child because if the truth be told, many of us have been through some letdown. Yes, we are all smiling. Yes, we all clap our hands and dance and shout. But if the truth be told, sometimes you are prayed. And you were expecting Jesus to show up and show out. But he was no sure. One songwriter said, he may not come when you want him. But news, ladies and gentlemen, God is always on time. Can I have a witness in the house? Amen. I am a living witness that he's always on time. Jesus told his disciples after Lazarus had died and had been buried, then he said to his disciples, he said, hey folks, let's go to Bethany. They asked him, what's up? What's going on? He said, our friend, Lazarus. He called him friend again. He said, he is sleeping. Let's go wake him up. Wait a minute. How can Jesus say this man is sleeping when he's dead and he's already buried? The Bible says, in all you're getting, get understanding. The reason why Jesus said that is because in Christ Jesus, there is no death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14, he said, if we believe that Jesus died and he rose again. Even so, everyone that sleeps, notice it said Jesus died and rose. But when it comes to you and me, say, we sleep. Everyone that sleeps in Christ, Jesus will come and wake us up again. I don't know about you, I look forward to that getting up morning. Yeah, 
ain't no grave can hold this body down. <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel like shouting already. John 8.51 made it more tough. You got to be a Christian to really comprehend the word of God. In John 8.51, the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Every time God has to repeat himself like that, I pay close attention. See, I got five kids. They know one thing. Daddy don't want to repeat himself. If I say move it, you better move it. But Jesus in his grace, I know you all use timeout in America. There ain't no timeout in my house. I will time your behind. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> but God in his grace and mercy said it again and again. He said, verily, verily I say unto you. That's like saying for sure, for sure, I tell you. He said, if a man, if a woman keep my saying, that person will never see death. If people will simply take time to understand the Bible, it's not really complicated. Here you are, you cry, you boogoo, you want to fall in the cast. Get up and get, go sit your behind down. Get some understanding. If a man, if a woman keeps my saying, God said, that person would never see death. That's why he said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, the disciples... I don't know what denomination they belong, but they're slow. So they responded to Jesus. They said, wait a minute. If Lazarus is sleeping, then leave him alone. Let him sleep. Why are we going to travel all the way to Bethany just to wake him up? So that's some slow people. So Jesus had to come to their level. He said, Okay, since you all don't get it, Lazarus is dead. Then he says something else that really messed him up. He said, I'm glad about it. How will you feel if your mama died and somebody say, I'm, I heard your mama died. I'm glad about it. So glad about it. <laughs> you probably would think that's the devil himself. But Jesus said, I'm glad about it. Why? He explained to them, he said, because this sickness is not unto death. Am I still in the book? He said, this sickness is for the glory of God. I got some good news for somebody this month. Whatever trouble you are in right now is not unto death. Is for the glory of God. 
I say this for the glory of God. Whatever has died in your life. I see Jesus coming to wake it up. I believe I say that again. I said, I see Jesus coming to wake it up. If your job is on the line as you're listening to me right now, it's not on today. It's for the glory of God. Whatever is lying asleep, open your mouth and say, Jesus is coming. Whatever is moving slow, say like you mean it, Jesus is coming. If your marriage is in trouble, Jesus is coming. If you have a child that won't act right, Jesus is coming. If you're in a mess that is bigger than you can handle, I come back to say Jesus is coming. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Sometimes I end up preaching to my own self. Whatever mess the devil's put on you, good news, Jesus is coming. If your home don't feel like a home, I say Jesus is coming. If your business is lagging behind and it looks like everything you work for in life is going down the hill, I got some good news for you. Jesus is coming. I feel like shouting already. I thank God today he knows your home address. He knows my home address. He knows your work address. He, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If God be for you, tell me who can be against you. Don't let nobody scare you on your job. I say Jesus is coming. Jesus said, this one is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Really? How can God get the glory when I lose my husband? Really? How can God get the glory when I'm, I'm not a frequent flyer to the hospital? Really? How can God get this, the glory when my body is riddled with pain? How can God get the story when I'm working two, three jobs and have nothing to show for it? But let me submit to you, everything is meant to give God the glory. Even when God blesses you, remember the blessing is for the glory of God. That is why I always tell you whatever thing you are blessed with, don't let that thing rule you. Give God the glory. Don't let your money have you. 
Give God the glory. Don't let your title fool you. Give God the glory. Don't let your fame give, fool you. Give God the glory. Let God get the glory out of every blessing in your life. So if God gives you status, don't turn into a statue. I've seen some of you get blessed and then ain't nobody can talk to you no more. Then you change the tone of your voice even though you grow up in the hood like the rest of us. Hey, don't turn me off. If God made a way for you, you ought to be the loudest person in the church house. You don't stop coming to church just because you made it. In fact, you ought to be the first person every Sunday to say, Lord, I thank you. One brother in this house is the biggest giver in the whole house. And I'm amazed how humble he is. I will say, everybody get up. He get up. Put your hands together. He start putting his hands together. It's time for prayer. Come to the altar. He find his way to the altar. But some of you, the moment God promotes you, then you think you're better than the rest of us. You turn your status into a statue. You know a statue, they just stand there. You cannot get them to clap their hands. The praise you say, come on, let's go. Give God the glory. They start to just stand there. You cannot get them to shout. You cannot get them to worship. Because they've turned into a statue. So if God raised you from this church, and let's say you become the governor, or some high-powered person. You don't turn to the state house and forget the God's house. Are you listening to me? One thing I make clear to my children. I say, children, I love you. I really don't need anything from you. I say this with utmost humility. Not being pompous. I say, you know, I'm a blessed man. I say, but two things I ask of you. Put God first. I will work my behind up to make sure you get wings to fly. That you will never have to beg. But never give up on God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Every other thing that people are, are walking over each other and cutting each other's throat and making a mess. All this stuff. You don't have to join or click. You don't have to kiss out to nobody. God will give it to you. 
after Jesus was no show, the people got tired of waiting. They buried Lazarus. And then Jesus showed up at the repast. Finally, I got to my message. It was at the repast that Martha said what I read to you today. Martha said, even now, I know. Somebody shout, I know. Say it again. Say it louder. What do you know? I heard the choir say, my favorite singer, Sally said, it's good to know. But what do you know? Martha said, I'll tell you what I know, even now. Say it after me. Even now. You know we are talking about now. Many people are behind because they're dealing with religion of yesterday. But God is a right now God. He's an on-time God. Right now. Healing in your body. Right now. Miracles in your life. Right now. Marriage. Get together. Line up with the word of God. Right now. Miss Martha, now what? Martha said, whatsoever. Anything that you will have the courage to ask. He said, God will do it for you. I can close my book and go home. Take note. Lazarus is dead already. Take note. Lazarus is buried already. And yet this woman said, even now, your faith or to go beyond Mickey Mouse church faith. You ought to be able to see your miracle right in the midst of bad report. It don't matter what the x-rays say. It don't matter what the doctor's report say. The question this morning, can you have courage to believe God for your miracle? Martha said, yes, Lazarus is dead. Yes, Lazarus is buried. But I know something. That's why I asked you the question. What do you know? The problem in the church today, we have a lot of folks who comes to church Sunday after Sunday, but had no nothing. Don't know squat. 
We have preachers that are hooping and hollering. Mm, yeah. And he died. <laughs> what do you know, Miss Martha? Martha said, if nobody in the city know, I know. If nobody in my church knows, I know. If nobody in my age group knows, I know something. Martha said, if nobody in my class knows, I know something. What do you know, Miss Martha? He said, even now. Until you get to that point in your life, you're not yet ready for a miracle. Even now. Mama is gone. Even now. Daddy is gone. Even now. Adam lost my job. Even now. They cut one of my legs. Even now. Let me be brutally honest with somebody. If God is not in the now, there's no hope for any of us. If God is not in the now, there's no tomorrow. You might as well close the book and go home. The reason why we can say, because he lives. I confess tomorrow because he lives. All of my fear is gone. Guess what's next? Because I know something. I know, I know, I know. He holds my future. And love is what I live in just because it is what you know. Martha said, yeah, I was there. I saw him dead. I was there. I saw him buried. But I know something. Even now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When we get to heaven, I want to meet this young lady. Martha is saying to you and me, even in her season of grief, even in her season of pain, she said, even now, I still give God the glory. Can you shout in the midst of unemployment? How to work with my family on this, to be honest with you. My spouse, my children, I said, don't come to me. Don't smile at me only when things are going good. 
Can I get you to smile when the goings get tough? Can I get you to smile when we have nothing to eat? Real faith is when you can see praise God in the midst of trial. There is a level of praise called hallelujah anyhow. Ladies and gentlemen, Martha said, even now, whatsoever you ask. You know that term whatsoever. English is my second language, you know. So I'm one of those preachers. I do a lot of reading. I research and look into words. So by the time I come here, I'm already, that's why I was walking with nothing in my hand. Because the Negro is loaded. <laughs> Ain't no shit in my game. One time we were doing seven last saying of Jesus, and all the preachers, they arguing, no, I want to go first. Oh, I want to go. They say, Joe, Dada, when you want to go? It hey, don't make me no difference. Because I've been studying for months. I'm ready. You can put me first. You can put me last in the middle. You don't make, it don't matter. I'll come here. It don't matter who died. It don't matter who's getting married. Once you do your homework, you can stand tall in front of anybody. Martha said, even now, I know whatever. So you need to look into your soul this morning. Whatever include anything you're going through. Whatever is going on on your job. Whatever is going on in your house. Whatever is going on with your finances. Whatever is going on in, with your health. Whatever is going on in, in your marriage. Even now. So I ask you this question. Do you have any need in your life? I ask you another question. Do you believe that God can handle it? Let me ask you another question. Do you believe that God is still in control? Then I rest my case. Even now. God sent me to tell you, even now, whatsoever you will ask today, right now, God will give it to you. Listen, in your tough time, whenever all hell break loose, don't look to man. Don't look to any human beings. Don't even look to government. I'm about to mess some of you up now. David said, I will look where? To the hills. Where does my help come from? Some of you, the only reason you're still in that marriage is because what you can get out of it. 
I never will forget. God is my witness. I was struggling in this ministry right here many years ago. And the Lord told me as I was praying, he said, how many eyes do you have, son of man? I said, I've got two. He said, use one of those eyes. Look up. Use the other one. Look down. And I tried it. I couldn't do it. Then God says, son of man, as long as you're looking at man, you will stay in trouble. But if you will fix your eyes, both of your eyes on Jesus, God is big enough to pay his bill. David said once I was young, now I'm an old man. I never seen the righteous forsaken. I never seen their seed beg for bread. I got delivered that day. And it's been more than 20 years now. I'd never call anyone in this church to say, please, if you don't help me, we won't make it. Not one. Nobody can say this is the call. Look to God. Even now, look to God. Even now, turn it over to Jesus. He can work it out. Let me end this passage to you. So my wife and I, we went to New Orleans and we were hanging out in I would tell the colleague New Orleans Marriott. So that's where we, we were hanging out. So then I started to pray. I said, Lord, the weekend is coming. What do you want me to tell your people? Even now, whatsoever they ask of God, I, the Lord thy God, will do it for you. I'm sorry it took me so long to get to the message. But I've come all the way. I drove four hours just to tell you. Regardless of what you're dealing with, regardless of what you're facing right now, even now, God said, whatsoever you ask of God, he would do it. I've been in ministry for decades. I didn't come here to tell you God is able. You should have known that. Amen, somebody. But I've come to tell you, not only is God able, God will. If you don't hear anything else, the conclusion of the matter, God said, tell my people, even now, whatsoever they ask of me, I will do it. 
You know what I'm saying to you? Whatever you need this morning is not too big for God. Say with me, whatever I need is not too big for God. Say like you mean it. Whatever I need is not too big for God. Jesus said to Martha, Martha, your brother will rise again. Is there anything in your life today that has died on you? The word of the Lord is that God is a God of resurrection. He can turn that which is dead to be alive again. Let me ask you this question. Is there anything in your body that is dying on you? It's not completely there yet, but it's dying. Is your job at risk? Is there anything in your life that you've lost, but you want it back? Whatever I slip off of your hand, I hear the Lord say, even now. Whatever you ask, God can give it to you. A few days ago, a woman approached me. She said, Pastor, I am tired. She said, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of arguing. Help me. What do you need, man? You see, I'm going through a divorce right now. Something clicked in my spirit. One thing I know about God, nobody who has come before God and asked for God for help is ever turned down. If people would just learn to say, Lord, help me. Say with me this morning. Say, help me. That's what we need from God. Lord, help me. Help me with my children. Help me with my job. Lord, I need your help with my health. When I don't know what to do, Lord, help me. When I'm weak, Lord, help me. When I'm down, Lord, help me. When friends are few, Lord, help me. When people don't seem to understand, Lord, help me. Whatever is done in your hand today, I dare you to cry unto God and say, Lord, help me. Your hope, my hope is in Jesus. Our victory is in Jesus. Our miracle is in Jesus. So let me end by saying this. Everyone, all of you stand up right now.
listen to me good. Everyone who, who needs a resurrection in any area of your life, you're the one that God sent me to. Find your way to the front right now. If you need resurrection in any area, maybe it's on the job, maybe it's with your health, maybe it's with your finance, maybe it's with your children, maybe it's with your home. Today, it may be Friday, but God sent me to tell you Sunday is coming. On Friday, they nailed him to the cross. But all oh, Sunday morning. I come back to tell somebody your Sunday is coming. It may not be Friday. You have scars to prove it. You're going through some challenges, some pain. There are things that you endure that people next to you don't even understand. Sometimes I'm praying for people wishing somebody will pray for me. Because I'm going through so much. But I'll come back to tell somebody. For four days, Lazarus couldn't talk. For four days, Lazarus couldn't move. But when Jesus showed up, Lazarus had a resurrection. So somebody here, you've been in grave for too long. And the Lord sent me to tell you, the same God who came to Lazarus' home, that same God is coming to your house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said the same God who went to Lazarus' home, that same God is coming to your house. Martha said, I believe God all right, but Lord, by now, is thinking. Am I still in the book? And maybe you're like me now. I'm talking about me now. I was in a situation that was stinking. I have faith in God, but I knew it's too late now. In fact, I had a habit. I had to be delivered from it. My wife is a witness. I would tell her, I say, some things you don't have to pray for. It's too late now. Oh! She likes to pray about everything. I said, baby, it's too late. We would have lost that. that. That's history. That's what Martha is trying to tell Jesus. I believe I'm the one that says, even now, I'm the one that says, whatever you ask God, he'll do it for you. But there's one problem. It's been four days, and the situation is bad, and the body is now stinking. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I specialize on stinking situations. Oh, I wish I could share with you 
how many times he bailed me out of stinking situations. And my prayer for you and me this morning, whatever is going on, God will turn it around. Even now. I'm not talking about in the sweet by and by. Right now. Miracles in your house. Right now. Healing in your house. Right now. Deliverance in your house. Right now. Restoration in your finance. Right now. Deliverance in your health. Right now. God will make a way for you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands towards heaven. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. You said if we just deliver it. The Holy Spirit said I'll do the rest. You've proven yourself today. Touch right now. Deliver right now. Make a way out of nowhere. Miracles in this house. Even now, you can straighten out every crooked pathway. Even now, whatever is impossible with me, it is possible with God. Lord, I pray that you will answer every prayer. I pray that you will touch every life. I pray that you will make a way out of nowhere. I pray, oh God, everything the devil meant for evil. I thank you that you will turn it around for our good. It is so. In Jesus' name. Somebody open your mouth, shout amen. Oh, that amen is still under construction. Shout amen. Come on, give God your loudest amen. Thank you for it. You may be seated. I want to encourage you today before you leave. That you give for the glory of God. The ushers are at the back of the church. Give as you go out. Those of you at, at home, you said, I want to participate in that giving. You can go to our website, zionhill.com. There's opportunity for online giving. Those of you at home, we invite you to participate in our giving this morning. Those of you who are here, we have a QR on the screen in the lobby. You can just point your phone to it and you can give through your telephone. We have so many avenues to give. Sometimes God is expecting you to show your appreciation for all that he has done for you. And the more you give, the more we give back to you. I pray that God will touch your heart. And I pray that God will enable you to give. That he, he will make you a sower. That he will trust you with big finances. Because you are a giver. It is so. In Jesus name. God bless you. Until we meet again. If you're here and you're accepting the Lord Jesus for the first time in your life, my wife and I will be staying right here to welcome you to the kingdom of God. 
And maybe you're already a Christian. You're looking for a church home. You said, I want to be a part of this, Pastor. If you're in the building, please meet the pastor right here while everybody is leaving. Those of you at home, in our website, there's an opportunity for you to join this church. There's an opportunity for you to say, I do to Jesus. And accept him as your Lord and as your Savior. Whether you do it in the house, whether you do it in your house, I just want you to know God for yourself. May God bless you until we meet again. Amen.